Hey everyone, this is Anna Firminov, and this is Modern Startup Marketing, a show that's shining a light on those startups that are taking their marketing efforts to the next level. And now to this episode. All right. So one of my podcast listeners gave me this idea to do a reverse podcast episode. And I actually like that idea a lot. I'm going to do that in this episode. And I'm also going to take it one step further. So I'm going to have my seven-year-old daughter to also answer the questions that I ask during my podcast sessions with my guests. So it's going to be fun. Okay, let's go. So first question what does marketing mean to you, to me? Five things, just five things. Number one, understanding people. Number two, what problem do you solve? Number three, consistent message. Number four, the right channels. And number five, provide value. And I think that those are the most important pieces of marketing. Okay, I'm gonna ask you the same question. What does marketing mean to you? Um, It means that you have to work. And right now, for me, it means pretty hard. Okay. Good answer. Second question, quick pitch about your company, who you're for, and what problem do you solve? So my quick story, I don't think that I've actually talked about it during the podcast because I'm so busy talking to my guests and I never really covered my story, but I've essentially come back full circle back into consultant as a marketing consultant. I graduated from university. I went to work at Accenture and stayed there for a few years. And then I went to business school and I've worked at some big name brands like Blistex and Groupon and also at tech startups. That's where I really enjoyed my experiences. So now I help VC-funded startups and marketing teams do marketing and implement marketing programs that drive revenue. So when someone says Anna Firminov, I want them to immediately think startups and marketing. My sweet spot is seed, series A, series B-funded startups. And what I do is I come in and I'm like the cleaner-upper. I help them clean up the mess. I help them simplify and prioritize. And I do this through voice of the customer research, building personas, like building good personas that are actually valuable and used across the organization, building marketing foundation and the strategy and the messaging and website and content strategy and execution on that strategy. And I'm also a podcast host, obviously, as you can see. (laughs) And the problem I'm solving with the podcast is one is really having one place to listen and learn from modern marketing thought leaders from startups and getting both like high level bird's eye view on how they think about strategy and frameworks and also getting some tactical tips to implement today. So what's a quick pitch about your company, who you're for? What problems do you solve? I solve problems like when my brother cries, I help him. And it always works. Great. Thanks for letting me know. Okay, question three. What's the brief story behind how the company actually got started? 
I always had the itch to start my own thing. And 2020 was the year and I had no idea that the pandemic was coming. Nobody knew that was going to happen. But honestly, there was like a blip during March and April when everybody was freaking out. And then things kind of accelerated as we all went big on the digital space and digital marketing space. So next question, we're rocking and rolling. Who's on the marketing team? Anything unique in the way that you're structured that's really effective? So yes, I'm a very lean team. What you see is what you get. (laughs) It's just me, my designer, and I'm bringing on a marketing associate I don't take on tons of clients and I also do a fair share of strategy work. I'm helping to advise and coach. So I'm not just executing. And this has been very effective for both the startups that I work with that are really looking for this lean, nimble model. And for me as well to build the life and do the work that I really want to do. Question five, marketing. What's working well for you right now? What channels are working really well. All right, let's go through this. So I use the podcast as my pillar content, and it really forms the basis for all of my other content. Plus, I love talking to really smart people. I mean, who doesn't, right? And I've mentioned this before, um, almost a thousand plays, and it's been three and a half months. So I'm going to keep it going. Looks like it's not just interesting for me, but it's really interesting for other folks as well. Second thing is LinkedIn has been amazing if you know how to use it. So I post four times per week and that's really enough for me to get engagement and grow followers. I'm in the camp of just being a little bit weary of not going too much into social media because it could really suck up a lot of time. And I just don't necessarily want to give that time to posts like multiple times per day and be across multiple social channels. So I'm very focused and it's working well to get engagement and to grow my followers. The third thing is my email newsletter that I send out monthly. So I have about 40 to 50% open rate on that and 10 to 25% click through rate. So I'm watching that carefully. And the stuff that I put in there is the stuff that's really engaging that people are enjoying. And I just want to provide another way for folks to see that in case they miss it on LinkedIn or don't listen to the podcast. So that's how I use email. I wanted to mention this. I don't do lead generation. I just want to create valuable stuff and share it. And this has been effective for me I know other folks put out ebooks or checklists or something, right, in order to get emails. And if that works for them to get customers, then that's great. It's just not my way of thinking. I think that you can buy a target audience list of emails much faster. You don't have to go through this process of putting an ebook out there and creating that landing page and getting people over to it and maybe paying some money to get people over to it and they just read it. And then who knows if they even decide to work with you later on. So that's not my formula. So that's the stuff that's working for me. What's working well for you right now? What channels? Um, gym and like at school gym and writing kind of that. Okay. Question six marketing. What are the challenges? What are you trying to figure out? I would say everything related to starting a business. I know marketing, I can go deep on so many levels there, but 
starting a business is a whole other beast. And I used to work closely with sales teams, with marketing apps, with COO, CFO, CEO, and now I do it all. So that's kind of challenging, (laughs) but I enjoy challenges and I'm learning every day. So there's that. What challenges are you trying to figure out? What are you trying to figure out? Adding minuses. Adding minuses. Okay. That sounds like a really tough one. Question seven. How has COVID affected your marketing strategy and what do you plan to do differently this year? So January, February 2020, I was going out, talking to people, meeting with people, networking. I was having coffee chats with prospective clients. Um, We'd sit and talk in person and strategize on like things that they are doing and maybe areas that they need some help with. And that changed, but I'm still kind of doing this now, just doing it virtually. So not much has changed, honestly, but the way that I approach marketing has always been more so like digital first. So for me, things were not really shaken up that much. Question eight, what did you do early stage given limited resources to stand out? I focused on where is my target audience and what are my superpowers? And I basically went big in those areas. So I started writing playbooks like voice the customer research, how to do that, prioritizing your marketing strategy, how to do that testing marketing channels, writing a marketing plan. That's what I started doing. I actually really enjoy writing and I had time for it. So I, so that's what I spent my time on in the, in the beginning. The newsletter, the podcast, I started later in 2020. And I had a pretty good idea that testing marketing for my own business would work because I'm doing the hard things. Like some of the stuff just doesn't come easy for most people but it comes easier for me. So that's why I say, like, focus on your target audience. Where are they? What do they care about? And then focus on your superpowers because you can't do everything. You shouldn't do everything. So that is the place where I started. Question nine, what are the last two to three good ideas you've come up with marketing related? Creating this episode where I'm bringing in my daughter to be a little bit funny and interesting and just doing things a little bit differently and seeing where it goes and creating this podcast. That was a really good idea. What are the last couple of good ideas that you've come up with? Making a bake sale outside in the summer. Ooh, I like that. What would you put outside for your bake Um, sale? Like make cookies, but we have to buy some stuff. Okay. But it's going to be long till summer, I guess. I hope not. Question 10. How do you keep your marketing fresh? How do you stay creative? So I have mentioned this on someone else's podcast, but I take walks. I try to do that every single morning. I build in free time. I read books. This is so important to me. Right now I'm reading Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. It's really long. It's like 600 pages, but it's really good. And the other thing that I do to stay creative is I actually put systems in place. So that's because when I'm organized, I can actually be more creative. When I feel like I have a good grasp on everything and things are sort of like where they need to be, that's where I can let my creative juices flow. And I use Trello 
can I use HubSpot for my business and putting systems in place? Okay, next question. How do you keep your ideas fresh? How do you stay creative? I learn more. What does that mean? You learn more. How? How do you learn more? Like, I learn more by writing and like reading and learning how to read more. Wow. Okay, great answer. Question 11. How has an apparent failure set you up for later success? What's your favorite failure? This is a fun question. So, um, and one that I'm actually going to start asking more of my podcast guests because I don't think we talk about this enough. And I think this really connects you to whoever is speaking. So, so many failures because I've always been setting up goals and striving to get there. I've always been that kind of person. So, Thinking back to when I was applying for university, so I actually got rejected from my university of choice, and then I reapplied into a different department there, and I got in, didn't give up, right? I took a GMAT prep class, the Kaplan, I think, GMAT prep class for getting into business school, and I took the GMAT that first time after that prep class. I got a low score, and then I studied on my own, and I got a good score. So I don't know what that means or what that says about that, but did not give up, right? I've worked for bosses that were amazing and then some that didn't really mesh well with my potential. And then I also have left companies to raise my kids until about nine or 10 months of age instead of the typical three months of age. And I did this twice and then I went back into the workforce. And that's not really talking about like, favorite failure. It's not a failure, but it's just like kind of doing things my own way, stepping outside my comfort zone. And a lot of people worry like, oh, if you leave and you stay with your kids longer, like how will you get back into the workforce? Nobody's going to want to bring you back, but it's, that's not the case. And so another thing I wanted to mention is like related to like setting goals and striving to get there on a post-it note for the longest time I put on my bedside table I had this goal written down and it's basically, it said to work for myself, doing the work that I love and managing my own time. And so I had an idea of what I wanted it to feel like and to look like given my past experiences, something similar to like the cool projects that I worked on at Accenture, the creativity and the nimbleness and the passion from the startups where I was at. And so that's what I've been striving towards. And I think that's really important to have goals and to strive to get there. And if you fail, just keep trying, take kind of like a slightly different approach, slightly different turn and doing things my way. It's not for everyone, uh, but I think it's really important in getting to your goal. And the other thing I wanted to say is why do we have to listen to all the norms that are out there in society? So some of them are actually not that good. They're not that helpful just because someone or some group of people made something the norm doesn't mean that I have to live by it, right? So that's kind of my outlook. And looking back, I'm just so happy that I've tried so much that has been out of my comfort zone. And I think that's the point, right? Not to shy away from failure, but to know that if you are failing at some stuff, that means that you're doing a good job of trying things out. So take what you will from that. Hopefully that was a good Good answer to that question. Question 12, what are some bad recommendations in your area of expertise? 
So one is early stage, you don't need brand. And I would say, yes, you do. I'm talking about early stage startups. You don't need brand. And I'd say, yes, you do. It makes everything faster and easier. The second thing that I've heard um, people say, or, you know, listen to some of these recommendations is, There are so many podcasts out there already. Why would I create another one? It's so saturated. No, it's not. The third thing is a recommendation or kind of like a way of doing things. Buy a list of emails and spam them. And for whoever opens and clicks, send them an email sequence. Bad recommendation. And just like a general bad recommendation or general bad methods is marketing like it's 1999 it's happening. You know who you are. Just stop it. That's all I have to say about that. Question 13, share something personal about yourself, something strange that you love, but others might not understand. I'm also going to start asking this with my podcast guests. I've kind of started to you know, ask them to share something personal, but I want it to be a little bit more like something strange, something unique, something that you love, but others don't quite understand or get it. So for me, I work a lot in the digital space with digital marketing, but I love the physical and the books that I buy, they're always physical. I also print photos regularly and put them into albums uh, because I love memories and like looking back and opening something up and like a very visual person. So I love doing that. There's an app called Printicular. It's on my phone and I just print the photos to Walgreens and pick them up. And then I also save my children's artwork and schoolwork. And I honestly need to stop doing this because it's getting out of control. But I do really like memories and the physical and then like holding a book. It's really important to me. And the last question is, can you share something personal about yourself, something strange that you love, but others might not understand? How far is the black hole? Is that something that you love? Yeah. That wanna, others don't understand? I think so. I mean, I want to know how far the black hole is. Okay, great. Thank you. So that's me. That's the Reverse Podcast. Hope you liked it. And if you ever have any suggestions for new podcast episodes, like this was a great one from one of my listeners. I am all ears. Like, this is for me. This is for you guys, for the guests. This is like a shared experience. So please do reach out. Let me know. Thanks for listening to this episode of Modern Startup Marketing. New episodes are dropping regularly. So make sure you're following wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Anna Firminov, or visit my website, firminovmarketing.com. 